And now, from the Room 111 Studios, it's Hacking Engagement with James Sternovich. What up, listener? Welcome back to the Hacking Engagement Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm going to release two episodes this week. They're going to give you ideas on how to keep things fresh here at the end of the school year, which ain't easy to pull off, by the way. So I'm going to get started right now, man. I remember late April of my rookie year as a teacher. I was toast. All my great teaching strategies were worn out. I was scrambling, trying to find innovative ways and engaging ways to present lessons. It was a long six weeks till summer vacation. I was never so glad to see June in all my life, man. Uh, But in early June, I did a postmortem on the school year. I vowed to always keep some ideas in the vault for the last six weeks home stretch. In fact, since I've been a rookie teacher, I've always encouraged other rookies to do the same. Just keep some, hold some stuff back so you have it. Now I have five weeks left of school. The weather's warming up here in the Buckeye State. The springtime panorama, which is the window of my classroom, is getting darned inviting. Conversely, Reliable teaching strategies are becoming stale. They've worked brilliantly all year, but now with the end in sight, I have to change things up in order to maintain that crucial student engagement. So once again, I got two episodes coming at you this week that are going to give you some ideas, man. Buckle up. You're going to love both these episodes. Hey, so get this, listener. My publisher contacts me and says, I love the way hacking engagement is selling. How about doing 50 more? (laughs) I was all over it like a cheap suit. So the name of the book is Hacking Engagement Again, 50 Teacher Tools That Will Make Students Love Your Class. And it's going to be available on Amazon's virtual shelves in the late summer of 2017. In the meantime, if you're looking for more teacher empowerment resources, as always, visit hacklearning.org. Now let's get back to the solutions part of the Hacking Engagement Podcast. Anybody who's listened to to at least five episodes of this podcast knows how passionate I am about structured class discussion. I just think it's a powerful learning tactic. I have students come to me decades after the fact saying, you know, I loved when we used to circle up and have those big class discussions. So those are powerful learning opportunities. But guess what? <laughs> well, no matter what you do, it gets stale near the end of the year. Now, on episode 117, I had the lovely Jen Wilson, an instructional coach in my district, and she was talking about evaluation. And after the episode, we're just shooting the breeze. And and I mentioned to her that some of my classroom discussions had been a bit stale of late. And she goes, well, why don't you try talking sticks? Never heard of talking sticks. And she gave me a couple links, uh, and I, I, I included those links on, I included the link, excuse me, on the website. It's an article from Education World, and what I love about that link is it talks about using talking sticks at the elementary level. I used it at the high school level, and it worked great. And, and one final caveat before I get into the, the nuts and bolts on how to pull this off is that with any class discussion, it's essential that you have really provocative preparation material, and extremely provocative prompts. Now, this topic that we were discussing during my Talking Sticks maiden voyage was sustainability. And, you know, a lot of those questions were on, do you have to change as a person? Does America have to change? And 
And, and that worked. The, the, the students were engaged in those, in those subjects and they were animated about it. So you got to have that. Now, Talking Sticks is truly a student-led learning activity. I broke my class up into groups of four. Now, I went up to the library to pull this off, and I would encourage you to go to a large area. Get out of your classroom for a period. <laughs> That's always great. And I had tables with four students sitting at a table, and they were arranged in, in somewhat of a large circle. Now, one youngster at each table... One youngster in each group of four was designated as the moderator, the esteemed moderator, whose job it was to manage the discussion topic. You know, they're going to have that job for one round, and, and it's crucial. You know, they, they can just be like model citizens, at least, for one round of a classroom discussion. Now, they are going to take these six sticks, and I have an image of these six sticks on my uh, show notes. I just took popsicles, popsicle sticks. I borrowed them from, actually, I didn't borrow them. I, the, the art teacher just gave them to me. She had a whole bunch of them. And I took a student out of study hall, and on four of those sticks, she wrote, make a statement. On two of those sticks, and in green, by the way, make a statement in green. Two of those sticks, in red, she wrote, ask a question on one side, flipped it over, and wrote, challenge on the other. So you have six sticks and the moderator distributes them to the three other members of the group. So each kid gets two sticks. You might have one kid with two reds and uh, two kids with two greens, or you can just – the moderator can mix them up however they want. That, that's, that's one of the great uh, power moves that the moderator can pull off. Once the moderator has the sticks distributed, they walk up to me. I had like a table up in front of the library, and I gave them a slip of paper with a prompt on it. Now, here is an example of the prompt that I gave kids. Make an observation about the Happy Planet Index material and the TED Talk. What do you think of this site and this presentation? Is the material presented fairly? Are there limitations? Is there bias? Is it unrealistic? So the moderator would go back to their table and, and read this, and then the conversation would commence. Now, if it got flat, the moderator would try to jump in there and, and, and shepherd it along. But each student had a job. They have two sticks in their hand, make a statement or ask a question. And so each time they said something, they contributed in a, in a, in a valid way, the moderator would nod at them, and they were allowed to let go of one of their sticks, and I had them throw it in a plastic cup. Now, each conversation round took about five minutes. At the end of the five minutes, I called time. And if you were a student who had a stick still in your hand, you didn't get full credit on that round. I'm also going to include a self-evaluation rubric link, which I used, and an objective observer who came in to watch this process unfold was very complimentary of that. Now, this is crucial. Once the first round is over, the uh, sticks are put back in the plastic cup, the moderator is directed to stand up and move to a different table. And then once that moderator migrates, they just become just a standard group member. They are demoted. And then someone else at the table is elevated to moderator, you know. And then if I had five rounds, so everybody, everybody in the classroom got to be the moderator at least during one round. And all the groups got mixed 
constantly. So you didn't get kids kind of like comfortable and a little lethargic because they were with the same people each time. Hey, this is an easy thing to do, and I would strongly encourage you to give it a try. So here we are at the What You Can Do Tomorrow section, and the first job you have to do is go into your unit and find provocative topics and then find some provocative prep material based on the current unit that you're studying right now. I know you can do it. (laughs) I know you can do it. Next, you want to create some discussion prompts that are provocative as well. Download my talking sticks rubric and morph it to fit your class and your discussion. I'd pull a kid out of study hall, get some popsicle sticks, but you don't even need any. I mean, you can use little scraps of paper. It's not essential. It's just kind of cool talking sticks. You actually have sticks. But if you can secure some popsicle sticks, get them, you know, get some sharp, get a red sharpie and a green sharpie and have them write, make a statement in green on four of them. And then in the red, have them put, ask a question, flip it over and, and challenge. So get Groups of six sticks, that's not easy to say, (laughs) tie a rubber band around them, and then put them in a plastic cup. And however many students you have in class, divide that number by four, and that'll tell you how many sets you need. Finally, I'd reserve the library or another large space so you'll have plenty of room to carry on your talking sticks convention. (laughs) It's late in the year. You need to be supple and experiment with new teaching strategies to keep them engaged. Talking Sticks is absolutely worth a try. And you stay tuned, people. In a few days, I'm going to have another idea for you. Good luck tomorrow engaging your kids. Show notes for this episode can be found at jamesallensternivant.com. If you enjoy Hacking Engagement, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes.